Welcome to the Labor Day edition of the Spiritual Underground Podcast. This is Dan once again coming to you from the woodshop at DTM Enterprises. Uh, just come around to the microphone today, going to do a roundtable thing and have a few people uh, come over, Mike and, uh, and Brandon both come over to uh, talk about, share some of their experience, strength and hope. And we're just going to uh, talk for a little bit, uh, trying to mix this thing up, get some interviews going like we have been, like the staple thing of one guy telling a story, but also, uh, you know, you've heard a little of me, you've heard some nicotine quitting uh and um and there's some roundtable stuff out there and i haven't done one for a while and uh some been there's been some uh interest exp- uh, um expressed to, to to do some more of those so here we are doing one of those uh real quick dtmww.net is my woodworking and handyman business get them in there you also be hearing commercials from anchor on the show they are sponsoring the show the podcast host is now sponsoring the show uh the music is darren frank and go to amazon and get 12 step spiritual recovery by james christopher cone uh and i think that is it we will just get started um mike's here you've heard mike's story before uh mike's a dear friend of mine and uh brandon is on his way he's running late today uh of all things uh but we will just roll with that uh just as uh not too long ago i asked god to help me higher power help me to hear or help us to say what we need to say and hear what we need to hear and something didn't get said and I'll have to chalk that up to meaning that that wasn't supposed to be said. So if uh, if we want, got one guy running late, I'll just have to accept that as being the way it is supposed to be. How you doing, Mike? Great. How about yourself? Good, man. I've had a strenuous but good weekend. Been mm-hmm. uh, down at the cabin most of the weekend. Winter's coming up, and we had no firewood whatsoever oh, down wow. there, like completely empty. Uh, and, and that's not exactly true, but the, power, the firewood that was on the porch to be burned feels like balsa wood when you pick it up and uh, it's got no btus in it wow but drag a drug up some fire some logs a few weeks ago and uh, my brother and uncle and cousin and dad came down too and uh we uh cut it up and split it up in record time i think we got started around nine o'clock in the morning or something like that and we had it all stacked up quite a bit of firewood stacked up by noon so i'm still feeling that effort from saturday yeah. and here we are on monday yeah i'll bet what'd you do this weekend well um i went well i just did some random stuff on Friday, but I went to see my dad yesterday. Oh yeah, I haven't seen him in a long time, and he's he's aging and starting to have some problems. And uh, thought I better make a trip, so I drove up to Indianapolis and spent all the afternoon on Saturday. Then Good. once I got back in town, I went to hear some live music, saw some friends there. A really good show they do in Louisville called Rock the Water Tower. I think it's every Labor Day weekend. Oh, is I've it? just not gone before, but. It was a good I've been show. to music festivals down there. It's pretty yeah, nice. It was a good show. They actually had a um, uh, special guest, a guy named John Elefante. He sang with Kansas for several years uh-huh. back in the 80s. And then another guy, I don't recall his name, but apparently he sang with Foreigner for a couple of years after Lou Graham left. Hmm. And uh, he was really good. They they So they did four Kansas songs and four, with the Louisville Crashers. Oh yeah, as the backing yep. band, yep. and they did uh, four That's Kansas a songs. Big time Louisville local band. Yeah, the yeah Crashers really. are there seem to be high everywhere. demand. You know, when I first uh, started trying to get sober here this time around, uh, and I was on that home incarceration, mm-hmm. uh, I was going to church, and mainly because that was something I could do on Sunday, and they let me out of the house for a few hours. And uh, but the Louisville Crashers, basically the basic band for that, were the that was the worship band. Yeah, at Northside. At Northside, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. they rocked it. You yeah. know, one, one day my probation or my my home incarceration officer, mm-hmm. they would do spot calls, and that morning I'd 
I always kid around. That thing had like a tilt in it where if you bumped the table, kind of like a pinball machine, if you tilted the pinball machine, it went dead. Mm-hmm. Well, this thing had some kind of tampering mechanism, anti-tampering mechanism in it where if you bumped it, it would send a signal home that, you know, that you were rough handling it or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they called me up wanting to know what I'd done to the machine. And I was stuck in the middle of the row out there at Northside Christian Church with that rock music playing, <laughs> man. And, uh, and I thought that I had to answer it, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to get out of this lane of people right. in time to answer this telephone. And so I answered it as I, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, made my way out of there. And mm-hmm. I just told him, I was like, you... Uh, you're not going to believe this probably, but I am at church. I really am. It just sounds like a rock concert. Yeah. But yeah, that was really good music. And uh, Crashers put on a good show, man. Yeah, the, the guy that fronts the band, Mark Maxwell, right. he sold me my first electric guitar oh, about did he? 20, 20 some odd years ago. Yeah, and his family is embedded in music, little right. music forever. You know, there's yeah. a Maxwell's house of music, and heck, we're sitting here giving them commercials for a little. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, they are. They're, uh, his brother's a drummer, and he can sing really well, too. Yeah. And I know the guy. Uh, the guy that plays keyboards, his name's Jeff. He, I, we used to go to the same church together, and he did some of the technical stuff with the sound and played keyboards once in a while. So I didn't get up there to talk to him, but it was really they do a really good job. Yeah. Well, it's getting to be that time of year. It's heading into fall, and it kind of felt like it feels like it now in the evenings. Uh, yes. For for late August, it's pretty cool out actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see my thermometer here at the moment, but uh, I've been missing a lot of. You know, there's a, there's just a lot goes on, and you know you got to pick what you're going to do. Right. Uh, this weekend, I chose to, pers- to spend most of it down at the cabin, mm-hmm. and I'm really thinking about. Uh, every year it gets to be around this time of year, and uh, it gets to be heading into hunting season and all that. And I think this year I'm going to spend more time down here uh, in hunting season. Good. And uh, and and but I usually you know I now I do spend quite a bit, but I'm not really spending more. I'm I used to spend almost every weekend down there. And uh, I hope to get down there some more this year than uh, than years past. But then, yeah, I sit here and say that, and there will be things come up that I'd rather do at home than yeah. than, than go down there. Uh, well, I've been to your place. It's a great place. Yeah. It's great to get away. And Most was, of us can't get cell phone service there. Yeah. There's no TV. Yeah. So. Nobody can actually get cell phone service at the cabin That's proper. Right. So Yeah. That's uh, kind of cool to go down there and shut shut your phone off basically for two days or whatever. Yeah, but I don't. I ride up and I check messages and I got sponsees calling me and I'm checking on things and I'm looking in on our group text chats and seeing anything's going on. And uh, then I also have this other little thing on my nicotine quitting side of things is that I, uh, I post a day count every day and that's kind of like the same way we get up mass higher power to help us stay sober today and all that. Right. One of my nicotine quitting staples is to get up in the morning and post my day count on to this with these guys and I send a text around and I feel a little short when I don't when I'm not able to do that. Now, mm-hmm. if I was like not able to do that, I would deal with it. Right. If I was right. someplace out in Alaskan bush or if sure. I was, you know, I was not going to not do something because of that. But when it's relatively easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get on four wheeler and ride up top of the hill and check on everybody. And of course I got a couple kids too. And sometimes dad's not down there with me either. So, uh, there's some reasons, other reasons for me to go mm-hmm. do that. And, but yeah, I'd like to think I could check out of that phone completely, yeah. but I, I don't, but it have a, at least I'm getting a limited, I, you know, normally I'm not even limited. Mm-hmm. Worry about that being my next, uh, well, we have such a great thing. support network. We always like to hear from one another. So, um, I had uh, Kevin a while back uh, one day texted me and asked me if I was okay. I was pretty quiet in our chat room because I hadn't been in there hardly at all all day. 
it's good to know we think about one another. Yep. Make sure each other's doing well. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's another thing about that connection across there. That's kind of one of the things in the nicotine world thing, too, is that, you know, somebody doesn't post their day count today. Then you're like, uh, where's Bill? Mm-hmm. I'll just make up a name. Yeah. Uh, we ain't seen him post today, you know, and same thing in our group, man. If you ain't seen somebody, you go, hey, and, you know, so, oh, he's out of town. Well, okay, cool. Yeah. But, uh, you know, most of the time we kind of can keep our, our uh, keep the thermometer on each other and kind of get a read. Plus, we get to know each other. You know that somebody's talking a whole lot all of a sudden. Something is, might be up. Mm-hmm. And somebody who's uh, normally talking a lot and is quiet, you go, hey, what's up with that dude? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a... Uh, and I like to take people down there, you know. I'm, I'm planning on having our deer hunt down there. But like I posted the other day and told people, you know, one of the things it is I'm trying to get like in that particular thing. It'd be kind of like uh, if they all, if a bunch of guys decided to go down the gambling boat, mm-hmm. I probably would not go. Yeah. That's just not my cup of tea yeah. and it's really not my deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like when we're going hunting, you know, even though like the boat is pretty cool and all, there's a lot to do down there that might be okay that's not actually gambling. Uh so I kind of look at it the same way as far as like, if you don't feel like hunting, then I don't know, you know, and then also there's limited, you know, hell, we go hundred people go down to the boat if you want to. True. Uh, can't really hunt that many people down on our property and the cabin only holds so many and stuff too. So we'll see how that all goes. But I've been thinking about opening it up and looking at, because uh, we're running like a hunting club mm-hmm. and people pay uh, to be members of it. Okay. And a few of them have dropped out or have, like there's uh, one guy, one old guy's just paying out of, I don't really know why. He likes it, so he just continues to contribute. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't come down anymore hardly at all. He might come once a year or somebody with him. Him and Dad might ride down or wants to do something or whatever. Uh, but he just continues. So really, everybody who was a member some years ago, because we were running it like this for 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. uh, those guys are, well, one guy passed away last year. So we lost a member like that. Uh, we lost another member in a circumstance I'll not get into at the moment. Uh and uh, so I was wondering about maybe, um, you know, looking to see if maybe some other people wanted to maybe join. And one of the things in my heart on that end of things is maybe having somebody join that has kids. Yeah. You know, young kids, because that's something that, you oh, know. they'd I have mean, a blast. Uh, I grew up hunting and fishing and doing that kind of stuff. And and uh, it's there's not that much of that going on anymore. Right. It doesn't seem. Yeah, I know some are, but I mean, a lot of my friends hunted when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And now I look around. And like, like this, man, uh, you know, we got, I got a, a pretty close pool of 30 or 40 people to pick from right now and three or four hunt. Yeah. And really they don't. Yeah. They're just willing to. Yeah. Yeah. I've <laughs> uh, never... If they didn't go with me, I don't know that they went last year, except for the weekend they went with me. I used to go a fair amount like rabbit and squirrel hunting with my dad when I was young and some fishing and things like that. But I've never been deer hunting or any kind of anything other than that. Yeah. It's been probably, I think, the last time I went hunting, I was like 16 years old. So it's been quite a while. Yeah, I used to like doing all that, too. I don't hardly ever do any small game hunting. I was out in the woods this weekend just piddling around and in the cool evening and morning. That's just fun anyway. And, uh, it's relaxing. and Yeah, it is. Of course, yeah, like spiderweb central, <laughs> mosquitoes everywhere. We got them damn little juvenile ticks that come out this time of year some people call them seed ticks some people call them turkey ticks uh-huh. deer ticks a lot of different people call them a lot of different things and uh, uh i'm relatively certain i know what they are but 
if you don't watch out for them, you can be in some big time misery. And I think I got a few. I got a few the other week when Brandon and I went down for his fifth step, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the other Brandon. That's not not the one that's coming tonight. Yeah, I remember when I was there a few months ago when we had the retreat, and then like three ticks just dropped out of the sky on my body right away. Well, those big ticks I can deal with pretty well. How's it going, Brandon? Those big ticks I can deal with. The yeah. uh, these ones that are getting on us this time of year, like in the late summer, like this, they uh, you can't even see them. They look like little pieces of flesh-colored pepper or something wow. that get on you. Brandon, how's it going, man? So Brandon's here. We already we went ahead and started recording. Uh, went ahead and got started without you. So we don't wait on our, me. I'm perpetually late. So we uh, we already said our prayers and and all that. So. Uh, so we were just talking about what we did this weekend. I really don't have an agenda for today. Um, I know that you have some stuff I'd like you to share on for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Because uh, you've got some some fifth step juice to bring into the podcast from the other day. Um, right. You know, your sponsor did his fifth step with me a couple of weeks ago. Right. Down at right. the cabin. And then just this past Friday night, Eric, who's been on the podcast too, did his fifth, me yes. him and I did fifth step down to the cabin, you know, so... Uh, one of the things that I think is gets kind of funny in a way, because they both looked at me funny when I told them this, and, and I think I've said the same thing. It'll, it'll be it'll ring true to you too, because I'm almost sure I'm almost I'm pretty repeatable mm-hmm. when I come to my philosophies about how we do this stuff. Yes. Uh, that I said, man, share about this in the next meeting we're at. You know, I want you to share about this fist step, and they're both like, what? And I'm like, no, don't share your like fist step data. You know, you don't have to give. Don't don't. But the thing is, is that uh, you know, we sit around and we talk is talk kind of thing you know and i think it's important for two things i think it's important that newcomers see that people coming in here when we talk about them steps and we're all blown off about this that they hear us share about it that we actually are doing it god damn that dude actually said he did do a fist step this weekend right surely he's not lying in front of everybody and then the other side of it is like in the case of brandon uh which who who has also been on the podcast his story is on here too uh so it's kind of funny because brandon and brandon brandon sponsors brandon and they both have the same last name, which I won't mention on here, which gets really funny. But uh, it, it's 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 going to be hard to follow. Uh, it's hard it's hard for us to follow. We got nicknames, so uh, and you know we, maybe that's what we should just call uh, yeah. Bmo here is BMO. is the I one like that's that. here. Yeah. And uh, and and Juice Man, the original Juice Man, is the one that's the other one. So they he sponsors one another. And uh, so the other thing is is like. Uh, the Juice Man has sixty just celebrated sixteen years of sobriety. Right, right. And I think uh-huh. it's important for everybody to see that he's sure. still going through the steps. You know. Yeah, I was just going yeah, yeah, to say that. Yeah, yeah. We don't graduate, right? Right. Yeah. You know. Uh, so I, and that won't. You know, it's one thing. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying share your fist step material. <laughs> yeah, you might. You uh, might end up with a few less uh, friends in the program, or at least I think I might. But um, uh, but definitely share that you've been doing it. And I actually encourage everybody every time we do it. Most of the time, you know, because one and two is kind of. Uh, Reading trying and to talking, think about what right? uh like, yeah there's no like concrete event in it right it's not got a, yeah. a stake in the ground kind of thing like third and fourth and fifth you know have stakes in the ground you know and i don't even think i think really that's the only ones in my mind to do because mm-hmm. eight's a little bit funny with the prayer work and the stuff that we way that we do it and then nine i don't know that i'm ever completely done with my amends i you know i was thinking about doing a share about my men the other day just on the podcast but in a way i'm uh I don't. I don't know. Uh, I could do that, but I actually did that in my talk the other night at Columbus. Okay. I, uh, cool. I heard because, that went really well too. I'm very sad that I missed that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you know. 
Uh, I will hold up on that. I will just stop it. Um, so nine don't really have a drive a stake in the ground thing either, because I don't know that anybody's ever done. How do I? Who am I to say when I'm done with my amends? First off, right? Well, uh, I'm go, not sure I'm even aware of all. If you're going back through the steps again, you inevitably will uncover things that you really haven't thought of that's happened between the last time you More did the steps. Re revealed stuff, exactly, well, and true? new stuff. You yes. know, I'll, yeah, I'm not stuff. immune from making new damage between the last time I was through the steps and this time. And, you know, so, yeah, like I said, I don't know when I'm through. I don't really know that. So, well, but, you know, when you did a third step prayer, right, yes. and I can drive a stake in the ground. And when I get to the end of that fourth step, I can drive a stake in the ground and say, you know, I got to the end of that one. Now, I don't mean, you know, we're done forever. But I, yeah, and I when thought you get I was done the, quite a few times. Yeah, I know. So. Brandon kept on, BMO kept on driving stakes in the ground going, I'm done. We're like, no, nope, yeah, not, not yet, really. Not <laughs> but, you know, this, this was a really great experience for me to have done a fifth step this weekend with my sponsor. And um, once before, right after Evan passed away, uh, my Your younger, brother. younger brother. I just want to make sure you threw that in there. He, uh, I, I did try to, to get into the program and to give it a shot back then, and I wasn't. I wasn't ready to do that. I, I was ready to do some of it, and I wasn't ready to do everything that was being suggested or asked of me to do at that time. So um, <clears throat> in the book where it talks about after you, you share a fifth step with a sponsor, you know, it, not only does it talk about selecting that person, which I think is helpful because for me that's a lot of, you know, it was a lot of fear to talk about some of these things that that have happened in my life or, or harms that i've caused and i really uh think you know for me my sponsor did a good job of of opening up to me and making me feel comfortable that it was a tight container like you talk about a lot you know right, that, yep. that what i was going to share with him was was going to stay between us and and god you know and last time i was thinking back to the last time I had done a fifth step, and I can't even really say I did that because if we read in the book what it says about it, um, it, it says afterwards, after the fifth step, returning home, you know, we find a place where we can be quiet for an hour, carefully reviewing what we have done. And then it goes on to say, we thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better taking this book down from the shelf, so on and so forth. I yep. won't sit here and read the whole big book to you, but I don't know if I missed that last time or, or maybe very well my sponsor said something to me and I wasn't listening about, about the that time part. afterwards, the yeah, end yeah, of the fifth yeah. step? Because I sure didn't do that. I remember going back to, uh, I, was, I was staying in a recovery house at the time and probably there was a shiny object or a conversation and that's really all it, it took for me at that time to get distracted. So Sure having the opportunity to go home and do that this time and really look at the work that we'd done, you know, to get to that point and ask myself, is this honest and thorough? All, you know, all the things that it asks in here, did I really put everything out there? Have I held anything back? And there were some specific questions that were asked at the end of that fifth step that I think were important to ask, you know, to help maybe jog your memory or, or make sure that you're not holding anything back. Absolutely. But for me, uh, 
don't know, man. It feels good. I, I can't even explain necessarily what it feels like. Uh, I just, today I went to a meeting and uh, even last night when I went to a meeting after having having shared that with Brandon, I just felt different. You know, I think doing the, the actual work, because I'm someone that... <clears throat> For a number of years was was really trying to get sober off the fellowship alone you know i was trying to to go around and hang around meetings and i thought well they've all got it that's you know and i was selectively hearing what they were talking about in the meetings what they said they were doing to get that you know i just would really tune all that stuff out that didn't didn't fit with what i was trying to do and so i didn't get anything that they got you know i got resentful I did get that, you know, like I shared when I first started coming to, to Spiritual Underground. I thought, hey, man, I'm I'm cool. You know, do, do they not notice it? Like, why aren't they just pulling me in the middle of it, you know? And I had a lot of resentments about that. Um, but the truth is, I wasn't I wasn't doing anything that, that was suggested of me, you know. Uh, and there's no surprise to me that I didn't get any of the effects i didn't get any of the peace of mind or the being comfortable in my own skin or all the things that i see in in people in our group and in others that i want you know i i didn't i wasn't willing to do the work to get those things so i don't know man it 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 felt different to me in the sense that after we were done with that uh, i felt a part of you know like i felt like i've been going to meetings and i'm a you know uh, I like to talk, of course, so I'll talk, but, you know, why, why was I really sharing in that meeting when I hadn't really done much work, you know? So, having gone through and done some of the work, it just made me really feel a part of, and that maybe if there's someone that was new to recovery that hadn't gotten to this part yet, maybe I actually had something to share with them, you know? And that that was the biggest feeling, you know? I felt like I didn't feel like a faker, you know, somebody just going to meetings, if that makes sense. So so I'll go back to a couple of things because you, you pinged me a couple of times. My, yeah. my dinger went off. My bell <laughs> got rang. Uh, one of the things was you said something about, you know, not ever having done this or whatever. And you were ultimately what it was is the fact of the matter for all of us is that doing it our way never has worked. Right. Exactly. So that's what you've been trying to do is your way the whole time. That's what I heard you. Like when my bell's being rang and you're saying, I finally ended up doing this work, listening to the sponsor and doing what he told me to do. All of a sudden I start getting some results. Lo and behold, I've been not doing that for a long time. I've been doing it my way and I just kept on getting the same shit over and over and over again. Oh, man, it, it, it uh, sucked. Uh, yeah, it was that. awful. Another thing I heard you say um, was, uh, dang it, I, I just told, I, I just slipped. I wish you could go back and say it again. Um, being part of. Yep. You know, in a way it is like the secret handshake kind of thing. It's like running the gauntlet, you know. Yeah. And although the results are there for working the steps and they are there, I think if you were in a vacuum, they would be there, right? Yeah. I think it really would. I think if me and you were the last guys on an island and we bumped into each other and I walked you through the steps, you'd be better without a fellowship. 
right? I think so, I think too. so. But then once you become like the, uh, part of the team, so to speak, and you've done yeah. this also, yeah. I've ran this gauntlet also. In a lot of things, it's like a rite of initiation, right? In a lot of different fellowships and different things, there's actually an initiation that is required yeah. for you to be part of it. I'm getting ready to go do it at the Mankind Project a weekend long. I have no idea. It's all secret. I don't know what they're going to do to me. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm taking clean underwear, you know, I'm doing all <laughs> the things that I'm worried about that I might need. Yeah. Uh, and so, so we do that, you know, and it doesn't make any difference. There's an initiation some level when you're going to a fraternity, you know, when you do that little deal, when you when you become a professional mm-hmm. sports player, you're going down that path. There's entry requirements, and the entry requirements to this club <laughs> are doing the steps. And yeah. if you stand on the outside and you resist that particular effort, you don't actually get to come and stand in the middle of the circle. You just don't get to. You're right. It's, you're right. because That's it, not what it's about, but there's some metaphysical kind of energy around it of that nature it's exactly what it is that you know and i want to put this out there so if there are other people like me out there they hear this that for meetings for years excuse me i went i went to meetings and i was really trying to stay sober just off going to meetings you know and there's nothing wrong going to meetings don't don't misunderstand me you know, the 90 and 90 that was suggested of me, paramount to me. Because every day I got to go be around what I consider my people. You know, I went to work and I did, you know, tried to do the best I could that day around people that aren't alcoholic. And then I got to go be around my people at the end of the day. But at some point, if, if I'm not doing this, if I'm not doing the work, it's not going to be enough, you know. And that's, not, that's where I started feeling that, that sort of uh, uh, passive-aggressive resentment towards people, yeah. you know, because I really wanted to be a, that's a, you know, I think that's probably, for me, what I was, was looking for Look out there. that fucker so happy and all that. I don't like that one bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking, that's what I was yeah. looking for out there, you know, when I was drinking. That, yeah. That's what I was looking for, too. I wanted that that camaraderie, I wanted that fellowship, I wanted to feel connected, and I wanted to feel part of. The difference is, here I can be myself and have all of that. Yep. yep. You know? You know, I heard that, a Joe Hawk is a speaker, I've heard him, one of the things he said, you know, and he goes, yeah, these meetings and all that are all great and we're good and we like it to see each other and it is, like the book says, is one of the bright spots in our days and things like that and meet, seeing each other, seeing our fellows and newcomers is a bright spot in our days. I think it says, that's paraphrased a little bit from what it says in that book. He said, but, you know, the meetings and all that's really just to keep you sober until you get a sponsor and work these steps. Yeah. That's really what it's like. First aid. That's the, the meetings are sort of like emergency room and then we all go hang out in the emergency room and wait for the next guy to come in and need an emergency, need our first aid, yeah. you know. And one, one additional thing when you're talking about things, the fit, the steps being kind of like a rite of initiation, it's those steps are life-saving rites of initiation. Yeah. Not It's not just like being in a club no. where you hang out with people and slap each other on the back and have a party or whatever, but it's, it, I mean, we can have fun together. We, we The book says we're not a glum lot, and that's for sure. But it's it's serious business, and it saves lives. You're right. It's Literally not just saved. joining a club. It's not yeah. just that. It's actually keeping keeping your ass alive because the fact of the matter is, is people dying every day in this thing. Yes. And they don't get it. Yeah, and with the, I'm sure you all know this, but with the opioid crisis getting a lot of attention, actually still more people die from alcohol-related deaths. By a long shot. By a long shot than what is happening with the opioid crisis. Yeah. An opioid crisis also includes heroin. 
So it's not just pills. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, uh, you know, go look at your, go. I've got a guy hired to do my Googling for me. Uh, so I'll get him to, to <laughs> he's, go he's out in and, this room and, yeah. and, and go Google, my, go Google these statistics. But if you go out there and look at those, uh, I think it's CDC center for disease yes. control statistics by a long shot, alcohol related deaths go way past this supposed opioid epidemic. Right. I'm all for saving people that's doing opioids Absolutely. too. You know, I'm not saying that, but uh, yeah, we got a barrel of people in hurting situations today yeah. across the board. Some of them haven't found alcohol and drugs, and that's where the TSSR yeah. is coming in. And BMO's uh, not popping a can of Yeah, beer, and I do that. I drink these uh, these sparkling, sparkling waters. Water and give them what and do you pop them open. Energy you know. drink there? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of cheating because I didn't have time to go by my house. I generally drink sparkling energy water, but today I'm... I, so if somebody heard that pop and crackle, yeah. just yeah, let I'd like you know. To think, yeah, uh, we're not, not sitting here. Popping beers and talking sobriety. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But one of my very favorite podcasters sits on the show and smokes dope and... Oh and drinks, yeah, and uh, yeah. and I'm not gonna throw him under the bus because he really does help me. Uh, he helps me do this role better by watching him do his. So, uh, but yeah, that energy is not the energy I want to convey. And <laughs> not at all. So, where did y'all do this fist step at? I know that's not just a, at the house. At yeah, his house I or did, yours? Uh, I did ask when we talked about doing it. He asked, you know, do you want to go somewhere special? Um, Your house. His, his house his house yeah the, his house so, so everybody the vacated sponsor's house correct yeah that's what i i asked just so i could feel comfortable to discuss yeah. some of the things we were going to be discussing if if his family could sort of vacate yeah and that's he, what he we would cool. do that'd be a way we would say it would go in my lineage it would that would be automatic yeah yeah we don't even have pets around that's the way <laughs> it's probably really. a great idea for alcohol because just for instance let's say you were at your house and your yeah. your dog you do you feel your dogs are in touch with you pretty well i know oh, you're yeah. pretty close to your dogs yeah. and you're feeling sore and hurt or you're feeling down oh, yeah. they might come over to they man. might come over to uh comfort you. to to comfort you right yeah and we don't necessarily want that right now because we want you to get that full feeling that's yeah. what makes you come out the other side so sure. uh, a dog whining in the other room and things like that could be real distractions to a to a fist it step and be. i've been taught to to set it up that's why fargo is such a marvelous place to do oh, no one because yeah there's, there because you get to have that complete you, me nature. you and god yeah yeah, I look that could be set up Dan at home feeds too. you like a king when you go too. Yeah, I try to make it. I try to make it special because to me he it does. is. It is special. Yeah. Well, you know, biggest regret easily, you know, for me just since coming in contact with with this group with Spiritual Underground is is not going and experiencing Fargo. You know, I know there will be other opportunities, so so I'm not too too butt hurt about it, but I just. I couldn't. I couldn't get there. Couldn't do you know? it. Yeah. Hey, I man. wasn't ready. Yeah. So you've been around us since I remember. I met you on my birthday celebration in January. Yep. That would been yep. the last Wednesday of the month in January. Not at the Spiritual Underground, but it'd been at my other home group, Seekers Group. Mm-hmm. So you know that's what seven months ago now, eight months, something like that. You know, I'm, uh, and you said you bounced around in recovery for some time. Do you recall when that you when you first started? You know, like, bumping I'd, into it probably in my uh mid-20s i would say so how long ago when i don't even that's like uh, about almost 15 years ago really yeah so your brother's passing in 
Right. And has passed away since then. Then you made another run at recovery off of his death being another one of right. these bottom kind of events or one of these earth-shaking events yeah, that made man, you go, I, crap, I need to do something. I, honestly, I just felt a lot of guilt because <clears throat> I came in town, you know, I was living out west, and my girlfriend and I came in town just to visit. And during that time, uh, my brother took his life. And the, uh, you know, I, I was just going to stick around this area long enough to to have the service. And, and I felt like my mom and my sister probably needed me to stay here. And then I just ended up staying because I felt an immense amount of guilt that the entire time I was here, you know, my brother... Uh, who dealt with some outside issues like mental illness, but was certainly one of us, you know, certainly alcoholic. Uh, you know, he was, I don't know if he was sober or not at that time. I honestly don't know because I was so focused on myself and my girlfriend and, and what we needed to go do that I didn't pay him much, much attention at all. And, you know, the what could have been the last night that I would spend with my little brother I just went out and chased something, you know, something that I'd been chasing for years and years, and uh, it was the it was the uh, the guilt from from that 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 really made me say I, I can't keep I just can't keep doing this, man. So where I was going to go with that was that you know there was this big old long stretch of that, right? Yeah, and then like you came you run into us. You know, and the momentum has picked up, even though you're saying that you still feel like you got a little drag, like you had your anchor still out for a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, if you look at that span of things of whatever, 15 years ago or whatever, and then down to the last seven, eight months, you know, oh, I yeah. will look at it from that way of look at the momentum you've built here lately. Oh, shit. My life's, uh, you know, excuse that's, me. My, my know, life's been that's not a, you know, totally I don't, different. You know, I want to make sure we're staying on that. Like, I, and I think it, to stay in the solution, we might say, you know, mm -hmm. it's that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, my sponsor always had this way to point me in the direction of the light. You know, every time yeah. I kept on looking at some direction about, like, knocking myself around because I didn't get it until now or how long I've been, you know, the, I remember first sitting down talking about the, you know, because I was running for about 30 years easy. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, some, and, and, I, and I guess I could do the math again, but I think I had my first drink when I was 14 or so, and I got sober when I was 45. So that's pretty close to 30 years, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, for, for a dude who's done a lot of engineering, my math is not the best in the world. So, <laughs> but I would tell him about how stupid, how much, how stupid that was, how stupid, you know, when he kept on reminding me it wasn't stupid, that's part of the powerlessness of this disease. That is not yeah. stupid. I wasn't like choosing to be dumb. And I am not dumb, you know, I'm just not. Uh, that's that, that's that disease that had you and you don't, you don't even have it. There was a, and I, and I and I there was a thing on the wall in Columbus. Have you been you've been up there, right? Yeah. Yes. You've been up there at um, Brandon's, Brandon's dad. Yeah. yeah. There was a thing that said there's a BG thing on the wall speak. to the right. If you're standing at the podium, it's over to the right. It says something about the the chains of alcoholism are broke. Yeah. Something about yeah, yeah. until they are too strong to be broken or something. I, I can't, can't remember. remember. I wish I could, but it, it really hit me, and I made it part of my talk as I was standing there because that's the first time I don't see too much. I don't see too many sayings that I haven't seen before. Right. And yeah, that there's was a one, lot of the common ones that, that are was up one in that, any, yeah. any meeting right. place. And all the little cliches, yeah. all the little things we say, and there was one of them that, that was different. Dang it, I'm going to have to go get it again. I bet Brandon remembers what it is. But uh, yeah, it's had something to be with that, that it's. 
Well, it's not just that, Dan. I mean, you know, let's think about this. Everyone's story, I I hope to look at it and look into the light is to say, you know, uh, your story is going to be able to connect with someone that can connect with your story because they did that exact same thing. And my story is going to be able to connect with somebody that had that similar experience and Mike's is when he passes this thing on. And you got, you got a sponsee. Yeah. 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 Finally, after a long drought. So tell, since I don't have any business talking about that, but I am interested to know (laughs) what that's like, you know? Uh, Well, we're early into it, but uh, Dan and a couple other guys in the group encouraged me to pray specifically that God would bring somebody into my life that, was ready to really do the work. Yeah. And so far it seems like this young guy is, I call him young guy, he's 20 years younger than me, um, is is ready to rock and roll, and he seems like he's doing it. So yeah. uh, that's really exciting. He's full of energy. He's ready to make a big change in his life. A part of his story was how he's over and over and over again for many years tried to work it all out by himself. Ding, and ding, doesn't ding, need ding, a program. Ding. Well, or if he thought he needed a program, but he could do the program all on his own without. Uh, like I said, we all think we can do this on our own. We think he, that we don't, that I'm going to do it my way. It's old Frank Sinatra song. Yeah, he was actually, he got a little upset about a meeting he went to because he the, the topic was talking about working the steps and the importance of working with the sponsor. And so he shared on that how he realized he needed to have a sponsor in his life. But some guy popped up piped up in the meeting about, well, I do it all by myself. I don't need a sponsor. I don't need anybody to tell me to work through the steps. And that really got him riled up. But uh, I told him, I said, well, like with a lot of things, it's really not your business what this other guy does or says. But when I talked to Dan about this, it was, it was like that's probably a relapse waiting to happen. Or at least it sounds much riskier if somebody thinks they have that attitude that they can just do, do it all by themselves, uh, it's just, it throws up red flags at the very least. Well, for, for me, what that would say, you know, and I don't know that I was consciously thinking this all this time, but for me to say that I don't need a sponsor is for me to say that I don't need help, you know, that I've got this, I can carry this. And if that was true, right, if that was true, I wouldn't have ended up here here if, if i was able to manage my own life well i don't think i would have ended up here right uh i don't know man uh yeah if you could have like if if, it, if your way would have worked yeah yeah you we, wouldn't be you, here you wouldn't be here you wouldn't need to be the flip side of that is, is i know for a fact now today yeah that i can't do this alone yeah and it's one of the reasons why i put so many effort put so many efforts into making sure that i am not and I'm doing things that are constantly bringing me closer and closer and together with more and more people. Yes. Is that fear. Now, getting that, those bones shook out of me of, uh, of thinking I was going to prison, you know, I, I, I can't risk that again. And another side of it is I have so many blessings in my life today that I won't risk losing. I won't risk, I won't risk giving up what, what, what I have in my life today. And that's mm-hmm. exactly the recipe for giving it all up. Yeah. I got this. See y'all later. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, you go, because I do it still, man. 
you know, I don't get enough likes on the group me. I turned off my likes for a long, long time. My sponsor actually guilted do me into doing that. I'm going to do that now. And, and, uh, <laughs> and then it was actually good for me not to, get to, not to see those, you know, because you can go in there and turn them off. Like, why are they all oh, liking? Yeah, why are they all liking this other guy's stuff all the time? Nobody. No, right, yeah, yeah. Am I? That's because this mic all, on. Yeah. You know, am, am, has there because you can block individual people in there too. Oh, you know what I mean? So you got fantastic. Could, yeah, I could I'm block if somebody was getting on my right. nerves all the time. I could block that one person, and I just wouldn't <laughs> see them. Now, what's kind of, kind of funny because I've been with we played around with it a little bit. You know, you'll be in the middle of a conversation, you totally miss one piece of the conversation. You know, because there's there's this obvious gap of where somebody's yeah, talking, yeah. and you're like, huh, what? That don't make any sense. <laughs> uh, but so you can do that, and you can. But so like I said, I'm still. You know, I still am looking at that crap, and I'm better than I was. I hope, I think I'm better than I was yesterday, and I'm certainly better. But for a piece of time, I turned off all them likes, man. Because I didn't really need I to know if you was liking idea, my stuff actually. or not. Yeah, it's not a competition. Don't either, tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anybody. Yeah, just turn them off and don't tell anybody. Nobody else will know you did it. Yeah. It'll be to thine own self be true. My problem was is I went in there and told everybody I turned off my likes, so then they really did stop liking my stuff. So then when <laughs> no I went to look. <laughs> saving that thumb, yeah. <laughs> but you can still tell. It doesn't, like, disengage them completely. It just doesn't tell you about them, right? Right. So you can still go look at your old post and see you got seven likes or whatever on something, you know. Uh, yeah. But, but as long as you don't go back in time and looking and fishing, you, you're safe. Well. And well, when I, everybody knows your likes are turned off, they stop liking all your shit. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can testify my likes don't get big big the big toll or ticks that uh, some of the other guys yeah, there's do. also a place you can go see well, who's got the most likes in the last oh, really? month no, stuff too. Me i'm not gonna shit. do that I'll be torturing myself every night so <laughs> yeah i quit looking at all that crap too man it's funny though the, you know we're goofy well we we want to seek validation for ourselves outside of ourselves and 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 i've always believed this i've never practiced it or lived it very much until now is that uh you know, you have to like and validate. Your, you have to like and, and have validation within yourself. And part of this program helps you do that, especially by realizing that you have a power greater than yourself that can restore you to sanity. Because you're, you're, that is a power that's not just outside yourself. That's a power that's inside you all the time. Yeah. Unlo- and whereas we think... And of, doesn't rely on you know, that person's uh, approval or that new, for me, clothing item or whatever it is. Sure. But that's one thing we talked about at length during the process yesterday is, is you know, I picked my sponsor for a number of reasons. Um, and really, I just think that it was almost sort of one of those things that was just supposed to happen, like Randy Lynn coming in my life like meeting you guys, you know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was one of those things that was just sort of supposed to be. And, you know, I look at the guys in this group and I see, I see the type of person that I want to be. And, and a lot of times it's not for what they do, but for what they don't do, you know, that they don't need to seek approval, that they don't, you know, they're, they're just okay with themselves. And, uh, that, that's been a big you know, it's been a challenge for me uh, to be a people pleaser and always want that, you know, approval from everybody. And that's why I was so encouraged to talk with Brandon and hear that, you know, by the end of this process, it gave me so much hope, man, to know that um, 
by the end of this process, you're going to be able to look at who you were and think about who you want to be. And then we're going to ask a higher power to help you with getting rid of all that stuff you don't want, you know. And then you can sort of walk out. Yeah, it's like uh, he, he described it as sort of like a rebirth. You know, you're finally and and what it what it said to me was, if in the book it says that deep down in every man, woman, child, there's a fundamental ideal of God, right? I think that but. probably my whole life there was somebody that that higher power wanted me to be, right? You know, if, if he had a job for me, right, and for you, and for you, and I've been covering that up with all this BS. So you follow that. You gotta keep, you gotta keep reading that sentence. It starts with the fundamental idea of God. It says, "But it's been blocked by calamity, pomp, and worship of other things." Well, there you go. I didn't remember the rest of that, but that's pretty handy. And, it, and that's so exactly saying, what it was blocked. Exactly. By. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you know, eighty-five years ago, whenever that book was written, and just it's not just true. alcoholics either, man. It's everybody. Because that's the bell ringer thing, you know, as I sit here and listen to these, you know, I get this opportunity to sit, uh, Mark Bishop's, Mark Mark B's story the other day was the 50th podcast. Yeah. So we've sit here now, haven't listened, sit and listen to 50 people's stories. That's the 50th podcast, but sitting here listening to these stories and like getting them, you know, I've listened to a lot of speaker tapes, but when it's my friends and people I know, and I'm sitting right across looking in their eyes, there's a different energy that happens, you know, and obviously one of the other things is, you know, that's as true as can be. That we're all basically, you know, that, that what that same thing says is that we're all born perfect and pure, right? We really are. Yeah. And then we end up getting this shit piled up on top of us. You know, and one of the things we find ourselves doing is worshiping other things, whether it's like you just talking about buying stuff, always needing stuff, right? Yeah. That's one yeah, that you talk yeah. about. And I know, so, you know, um, it's seeking approval. It's seeking the acceptance of others, you know, and all that yes. end of things. It's a uh, fallen prey to the substances and all of a sudden, and I can't be okay without putting substances in me. That's you know, right. so I'm just like, and at some level when I'm sitting there, and that's the other good news of this book, it says I've done this all to myself. And luckily, at some level, I have done that because now I picture that and I'm going, I'm actually the big excavator arms it's going yes <laughs> and i'm putting this stuff yeah. on top of me and just burying myself under this stuff and then i'm pointing out of that pile of shit i'm going why'd y'all do this to me yes you know? yeah yeah it's very easy and it's a common problem i have people in my family who uh, always look to outward circumstances and everybody else as to why their life is so miserable it's the perfect thing to do man uh and and we do that too as alcoholics because uh well i just know for me even in sobriety kind of in a similar way that um over the past several years i did i've shared before about dealing with clinical depression and things like that but in retrospect uh a big part of what got me through in this program and to where i am now is uh, we've talked about working the steps by having a sponsor, but also one has to, I had to reach out and ask for help. I had to reach out and persist, even though I didn't feel like I was getting the attention I needed. It was there. I just wasn't seeing it. My perception was distorted. Uh, But I had to take action. We talk about action all the time, and I was struggling with, well, what action do I need to do? Well, little did I know is doing the action not real well sometimes, but I see that as an instrumental help to my sobriety and my well-being and my progress in life. It's part of working those, working these steps and all, practicing the principles in all of our affairs. Yeah. But part of that is reaching out to somebody else uh, and 
allowing them into your life and let them be themselves and how they express yeah, that. Yeah, be okay with them. Yes, and I have trouble with Come that. Come into my house and let me tell you what to do. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. Here's the way you need to be treating me. I don't like to admit it, but I was definitely that way. Yeah. Well, and you know that that step when you you said something. You know, I mean that that asking for help thing is a bit, you know. There's so many things. It's like, and I can't get the word right. Right, I can't come up with the word in my mind that makes it so. Uh, like how step one and two are just so uh, elusive. You know, there's really not a concrete drive of state. Mm-hmm. But part of step part of a step one is asking for help. Yes, and saying help yeah. me, I'm done. Yeah. Yes, and how many you know, of says us how do really... I tell when I've done a step one? Well, when you've put your white flag up on the top of the pole and said I surrender. And how many of us, if you listen to someone's story on here in front of the, you know, up in front of a podium, how many of us have that story where it says, and I knew I couldn't go on like this and I hit my knees, whether I believed or not, right? Whether I believed or not, I hit my knees and asked for help. And uh, that's one of the wonderful things that I really like about this program is that that idea of humble, not being humiliated, but being humble, although we feel humiliated, yeah. uh, but being humble enough to say, I need help. I don't know what to do about it. Whatever that higher power is, I just know there's something greater than me and I can hit my knees or sit on my chair or go out in the forest or whatever works for you yeah. and cast aside all the preconceived notions of what we think God might be and what it may be our religious upbringing it doesn't even have to be done alone. No, it doesn't. Because sometimes it sees people coming into like a group and going, help, you know? Yes, yes, yes. The, 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 the stereotypical yeah. one is the hitting the knees or out in the woods or the, I fell to my knees in my bedroom, in my daughter's bedroom one day, one time and surrendered. I took it back again, yeah. but but I did that on my own. Uh, but yeah, that, that fundamental surrendering of, mm-hmm. of what you're saying there, yeah. Yeah, to, it's, it's, it's part of it, you know, and I like another little joke. I've said, you know, somebody asked me one time, said, I, well, you know, how do I know when I've surrendered? And I said, well, the way I will know you surrendered is when you call me and you've done your first amends. Then I will know mm-hmm. you surrendered. And they're yeah. like, what? That's play. Yes. Well, well, it's like, what you they- know, all the rest of this stuff is just uh, you could go through the motions. Really? Sure. Until you get out there to start making things right. Then and, and had to step out in front of all these people, all these trains you think are aiming at you. And then I know you then then you've taken some tangible action that I see. Now, again, I know that you're doing this work and I see when you start working with people and doing this, you see them changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see them changing day by day uh, when, when you do this stuff and step by step. But what about what it says where uh, how will I know that I've really surrendered my will in my life right that i'm going to turn it over what's the evidence of that right immediately getting in and working a fourth step is evidence of that because that's the action behind it and that's one thing that this group taught me particularly you know nick i'm sure other people have said it but uh nick it just kind of stuck with me was hey dude you know it doesn't really matter what you feel like right now it doesn't matter what you think either that it matters what you do and that's probably been said in meetings around the globe for you know probably meetings i've sat in stuck up in my own head but it's not what you think feel or believe and that what people say yeah it's what you do yeah so he just said you and i get that in theory and i really like the saying 
fact of the matter is for this dude though i am driven by what i think feel and believe on yes. a daily basis <laughs> so yeah that's like the that's what, like the daily battle that's the daily reprieve thing is, is am i going to operate today on my feelings and emotions or am i going to march down the path that i believe my higher power has laid out for me from my experience in working this program mm-hmm. well that, i think what what i got took out of that was at the end of the day if i'm if i'm in here and i'm doing my review what am i really looking back on what am i reviewing i'm reviewing the way i treated people that day at work at home at the meeting whatever that's that's, that's what we what call I'm, finding out what your part is in the in the, the story of it all yeah and what i'm getting at is i'm judging my actions that day i'm not judging my thoughts and feelings for that day because nobody else knows about them unless i shared them mm-hmm. right Yep. So, and you're only judging your own actions, not the actions of other people. That's right. that's the challenge. I like to do that, but yeah, oh, that's sure. not what it means. Yeah. Well, that's cool stuff. Uh, we get to see people. You know, our little home group has grown a bunch in the last few years. Mm-hmm. When I first showed up, and I th- I think I'm right here, but when I and when I first showed up, of course, Mike, you were there as a regular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was 15, 20 people for the most part. I don't part. even think it was that many. It may not be that many. I know when we first started, we were in Brian B.'s basement, and there's maybe 10 guys. Yeah, and now you watch 60 to 70 people be in there, and we have someplace in the upwards of almost 80 people on the home group list, and I see most of them regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in daily contact with a good chunk, of, with half of them in the groups. Yeah, yeah. whoever's on the app, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's pretty wild to say daily, you know, that I'm actually in contact with these dudes. Because, you know, if we weren't doing that, we'd see each other once a week. You're right. Yeah. This is exactly and you'd have these little pods of people that stay together, yep. right? You'd have these, you know, how we do, we'll have this little ones where we click with the little group and you can, because yeah. I can maintain that, right? <clears throat> I can maintain like this side relationship sure. with three or four people maybe. I can't maintain a side relationship with as many people as this tool is allowing me to maintain a side relationship yeah. with. Yeah, I, I, I had to really lighten up and relax about that because I was so serious and took everything everybody said so serious. And there's a lot of levity in the room. It's a lot like standing around in a bar. Yeah, it is. It really is. And I had to. Yeah. I'm going to take seriously what that drunk over there is saying. Yeah. Because that's essentially what I'm saying. You know, yeah. I'm going yeah. to get my feelings hurt because that guy said something I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't really get over that. Because I remember. I, I yeah. wear my you were about ready to leave. I was about ready to leave, and I talked to you many times about this guy pissed me off, and he said this and said that, and taking and it I all think personal. If I remember right, I never up. told you don't leave. I, no, you didn't. I warned you not to, but I didn't tell you not to. Yeah. That's something you need to do, because that's the other thing, man. If this is disrupting your serenity at some level that's unhealthy, then, yeah, then, then you, you need to probably go, because this ain't for everybody. Yeah. Well, I just found when I let, let go of all those judgments about what i thought other people should be doing and how they should be treating me and realize that they actually did i was a part of the group and everybody liked me and uh they tease the shit out of me most of the time but i've I've gotten to where i i used when i was a kid i grew always grew up i never i took everything everybody said seriously and let it wound my spirit and erode my confidence um i would just take stuff when kids were teasing and I always took it as bullying and stuff like that. And really, I look back on it now, having this experience in this group, they're not bullying me. Questioning whether if we were even bullied back then? Uh, I do, yeah. That's an interesting I, point I hadn't thought about. Because I, I wasn't necessarily physically bullied, but uh, verbally I thought I was. But most of it was just, I'm, I know it's uh, they were just being kids. And we're all like a big bunch of kids it really is. in our group, really. 
Yeah. And then, you know, but you watch, you know, when we do that bantering about in there, and, you know, and it's very adolescent at times. But, you know, somebody <laughs> pops in and they got something serious going on. Yes. And you watch the channel Absolutely. change. Absolutely. Boom. On a dime. And sometimes it takes like a hand wave or somebody to go, hey, oh, wait, watch. Because we're, uh, yeah, know, but then when it winds, hang on, man, we got to do it in crisis. Mm-hmm. And we shift gears and go to, to helping that. And... I I don't know, guys. I think the the way we're all connected on a day to day basis that that's what I needed. Me too. That that is what I needed because it didn't allow me. It, it I didn't have the option anymore to to put that little wall up because I was always willing to let maybe one or two people. Right, get close, a couple people in a group, sure. I'd, I'd be okay with that. Or even compartmentalize, you know, I'll let yeah. you in this room and I'll let you couple in this room, but yeah. I'm not going to let you two in the same room together. That's right, <laughs> you know? that's right. But it, this group has, has really taught me what it's like to, to be able to, to let my guard down a little bit, you know. And and that was, that. to be honest about it, it was a scary thing for me because what I, what I thought the whole time was... Uh, the, you know, the old me would think, well, shit, man, if, if they really get to know you, they're not going to like you. You know, they bell see ringer, what man. you really are, you know. That's that and, not being comfortable in your own skin yeah. was another thing I was going to say earlier. Is another thing that everybody sits on the other end of this table. If they really knew what, who I, if you really got to know me, you wouldn't like yeah. me. I can't be comfortable in my own skin. And I'm looking around at guys who appear to be a little comfortable in your skin today. It makes know? me, yeah, it makes me more uncomfortable, right? <laughs> Yeah, and it is. It will run guys off. That's that will run the disease off. When the disease has a full hold on you, yes, then you will turn around and about face out of here, man. It's like the little emoji thing or the little cartoon, the gift thing, where Homer Simpson or whoever just comes in a room and spins right around and leaves. Yep, whatever Ooh. that. I see real connection here. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, my. I, I took. Uh, I went through this phase a few years back, and it took me until really the past few months to shake it. Was seeing that happen and i what again my all my self-deprecation and all my tendency to think the worst it was like oh, i'm not a part of this group and i've heard people elsewise say oh it's clicky clicky it's not clicky it's it's what you the disease perceive. tells you it's clicky. The disease tells you because i've learned by experience that <clears throat> i felt that way but it was my perception that was distorted uh, one thing brother luke told me early on when I went down to see him at Gethsemane and many people have told me many times since then is to, uh, I was like really struggling and what I need to do to get some emotional sobriety. He says, you just need to get up, pick up your phone and start reaching out to people. And I, I was like, what? Cause you know, my previous sponsor and, uh, and since then other people told me that and I just resisted. So look at that. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So now you pick up your phone and there's a whole band of people. Yes. Sitting there. Now, that's not what Brother Luke meant. No, no. But look what it is. Yeah. Right. So you get these things that come to you, you know, and it's another thing, you know, about how higher power works and gives you these things, you know, where you're where resist these things that are coming into our lives but if we surrender to them it turns over you know it's almost I always I have a little thing in my head of like a you know like a compound bow that's not one that's a long bow but a compound bow has those cams on it oh yeah and if you watch them they wheel over real slow and when they get to the breaking point they flop like yeah, a they momentum you know that right. you see the cam go wham and you feel that 
so many times I see that happen like in our lives where it's a real slow turn, man, with a lot of resistance. You know, and it gets, 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 and there's like a breaking point right up at the peak of that, and then it rolls over, you know. That sounds uh, like my experience. Yeah, it does. That's exactly what I thought of when you were sharing yeah, was that, that that resisting that, but you were still, it wasn't the resistance of somebody fighting it, so to speak. You know, it's the different kind of resistance. It was like it's, a hesitancy or a fear or something. Oh, well, yeah, fear, anxiety. But you know what I mean? You could have just walked. Yeah. Right. And that had been like true resistance. Yes. That had been, you know, uh, um, rejecting it. Yes. You know, that had been, yeah. that had been different and that's available to us all too. Right. We can walk, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, but you didn't, you know, there was something still going. No, I should go that yes. way. You know, so now I tell that story about whenever I first started working the steps with Christopher, there was something in me wanting me to run. Every time I see him and every time I sit down with him, man, I wanted to go someplace else, and he was feeding me all this bull about this stuff that happens when you do these steps and all that. And I'm like, yeah, you're full of baloney, dude. Well, when I work uh, with when I work with Darren and even working with you, I get fearful about meeting, I, I, having our meetings, yeah. going through the big book. It's yeah. like, and I resisted that, but there was still something tapping me on the shoulder, dragging me closer and closer, and kept me yes. in the ball game, right? You yes. Know? And that's a weird thing about how I have this this uh, the dichotomy, the the whole thing on that pendulum swing. That, that I guess it's really rooted all the way back to like the yin and the yang, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it goes back to that, how you have these two different forces working. Uh, one, of them, one of them doing one thing, and we really need both, right? You can't, you can't really, if you were too far on the, on the gullible side where you just did what everybody just said. Just running around now. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody just said, hey, come with me. Okay. Yeah. You, know, uh, yeah. you can't be, you know, you got to have some of both of that. Yeah, but, that can be dangerous. But you watch too. it happen to us. Yeah, real dangerous. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to have both sides of that, of that uh, going into it with, with at least some level of caution. Uh, you know, I didn't listen to that. How, did you see my gong I got? No. No. Really? I, you both missed it today? I guess yeah. so. Yeah. I, Man, so I'm down to cabin this weekend, okay? And I'm doing my little run up to the top of the hill, touching base with people. And uh, and I see on there pops up this gong. It's a 22-inch gong. And I've been <laughs> wanting a gong for a long time. Oh, yeah. And uh, and, I had, and I took it. You know how we have chimes? Yes. In at, our meeting? The meeting. So a long time ago, I borrowed a gong from Happy. Yeah. And I took it in the meeting on my month to chair. And instead of playing the gong, because every time I would chair, I would bring something else in. Like I have a little chime that just goes ding. It's really yeah. nice. So I took the gong in there. Well, I've been wanting a gong for a long time. Well, that gong, I'm happy. It's a couple hundred bucks or something. I've been looking at nice ones, and they're, they're expensive. Yeah. This cat on Facebook has one 22-inch gong, 40 bucks. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, oh, is I that what you're talking about today? I uh, want it. Just meet up with a guy. And he said, uh, cool, man. And I said, can I give you, can I like PayPal you? Can I do something? Can I give you half the money you hold it for me? I'm out of town. I'm out in the country. I won't be around to get it. He said, I got to have all the money right now, dude. And I'm like, "Mm," you know, my gut one end is going, you know, but then there's another piece of me going, no, I think I, you know, something was telling me I could do that, you know? And I thought, well, hell. So I said, okay, dude, man, it's going against a lot of fibers in my body, but I'm one to, and I PayPal to do yeah, 40 so bucks that it would be held on the and you had and he promised that, me he said he would bring it to me yeah you know all this you know and i thought well okay and he just i was just getting energy from him that he really meant it you mm-hmm. know 
Because I was going back to him going, this is not, you know, I don't normally pay for something. Uh, okay, I saw a little bit of this. Okay, I got so you, I got you. I, get, I almost totally forget about it. And I get home and I wake up this morning and he's supposed to, I told him I was going to be home. So I, t- right. I go on to look for him. He's gone off Facebook. Facebook jail. Yeah, yeah that's what you're talking about. And, uh, and, and I couldn't find the dude. And I was like, oh, man. So then I'm, so his message is, I still have him in my messenger from that. So now I'm cussing. I'm going. And I didn't really cuss him, but I was like, dude, you have just like broken. I had a lot of, a lot of, uh, confidence in Facebook. Thanks for making Facebook uh, marketplace a less safe place to be. Yeah. And this kind of stuff, you know, and somebody said something in the group and a little bit later, you know, I sit there and I thought about it. So they were knocking him around and I never did get that. I was a little angry. I was not happy about the situation, but I didn't get that like on the hunting down killing kind of shit <laughs> yeah, that I used to get. <laughs> yeah, right. Are we allowed to curse? Yeah. I have like yeah. three times. Because yes, that's our favorite that. thing to do. If we don't like it, we shit bag you. If y'all don't know what that is, what we do, we shit the paper bag and we light it on fire. We, light you, we ring your doorbell. <laughs> so far, it's kidding, all, so we, far, it's all it's blow all just, and no go. Yeah, it's yeah. virtual. Uh, it's we threats. think about shit bagging you. You know what it really is? It's us. It's that thing that I've said for a while, and I think I actually get to take credit for this one it's discharging negative energy through safe people yeah what mm-hmm. it is that's when we what do it that. is when uh, we're goofing online yeah, yeah. yeah so we get to do that and anyway so yeah i didn't shit bag a dude i didn't even round up my shit bag troops and get them rallied up <laughs> you know with all of them got he would have had 30 of, of them <laughs> and uh pull rank so i heard it and i thought no man you know and i really did think this because i have to operate on this level today and then i've talked to this a couple different times and some other people i have to operate on this level heard from Brene brown i have to give everybody benefit doubt they're doing the best they can do today they just are whether they are or not is no business of mine right i have to give them that benefit the same thing the book says i have to figure that they must be superiorly sick you know that's what this book says i had to operate to something you know you hear other people don't judge people too harshly because you never know what they've gone through today you know, they could have lost their mother or father on their way. You know, they could be racing to a home of a deceased relative. And I'm calling them a jackass because they're driving like crazy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just never know, right? So 12-step philosophy, the steps here have have granted me that ability to, to usually offer that up as a first line of defense to somebody yeah. rather than you're just a jack- that dude's a jackass. Mm-hmm. And so I get to give that, you know, and I said that and he even wrote it, typed it. So, man, the guy's got to be sick, you know. Yeah, I got to figure he's got the same thing I did. I broke in houses. This guy rips off people on Facebook Messenger or Facebook Marketplace, yeah. you know. Carmen same thing. I said, I will pray for him. And it wasn't 20 minutes later, man, I get a message from this dude's wife going, hey, man, my husband is in Facebook jail. He's been trying to get with you. I go looking. They, he, they found, that girl found me and put a note in my mailbox. Wow. With her telephone numbers and stuff. I looked on Facebook a little bit later on the day, and I'd posted like some firewood cutting pictures from down to Fargo and some things. She's tagging. She's commenting on my post trying to get my attention. Yeah. Mr. Reeves, please contact me. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so she did. Uh, they went above and beyond trying to make this thing happen. But it's just interesting that like the dam broke like 20 minutes after I said, I'm just going to pray for him. It is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about what's that? Uh, and I'm gonna take that. Uh, it's gonna be this month's chime. Y'all didn't see my little video. No, oh, I, I saw. No, I saw. It, it wouldn't load. I didn't man. watch it all. Oh, so, okay. yeah. I was in well, I played uh, some the, apartments that had. I didn't see. Vlad is chairing this month. Okay, that's it's right. also his birthday. Okay, oh, yeah. cool. And uh, it is his birthday month. Uh, but uh, I said I'm gonna I'm gonna do the chimes this month. Uh, 
gong. See, cool. like people that, that can't hear it, you know, that don't, don't stop when the bell rings. Yeah, instead of that. Yeah, one of the meetings I go to on Friday So it's just nights. to bring listeners up to speed. We have a three, in our group, we have a three-minute share limit. And it says we don't we don't say you got to stop at three minutes, but we said when you hear the bells, when you hear the chimes, start wrapping up your thoughts and, right. and get out. Right. And and we do pretty good about that. And it really does make your shares tight when you got guys sharing at three minute mark. They're not uh, they're not rambling. They're not rambling around it. and circling a drain and all that crap. You know, they get to <laughs> saying what they're going to say and they yeah. get to it makes for tight shares. And it also gives a dozen people an opportunity to share in a meeting when you're only got, you know, when you only got an hour and you got an opening and a closing and you got some burning desires and other things uh, that, that actually allows a lot of people to share in a meeting. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about is that three minute. We have some very, uh, those things that got a name, but they're on the end of it. They're on each end of those symbol looking thing on the end of a leather strap. It's like, it's like the mon- it's like T and T Tim's yeah. or something, yeah. t- but Timbers or something, T I M B R E S or something like that. Yeah. But they just go ting and just make such a dainty little noise, you Except know. Except when Quentin does it. And some people can't hear that very well. And and I'm on board with what Quentin's point there yeah. is, yeah. is that you're going to hear my chime, you yeah. know. Uh, it's not going to be that you don't, you know, other people's taking offense at it. Like, and even had somebody say that he's angry. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't think he's really angry. It's just, you know, it's, it's a the same thing. You just got to give a, people, a yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And somebody get side conversations going on. So anyway, on I got and, this gong that, uh, that I'm thinking about using and that's how we uh, got to this Everybody's going to hear that. Everybody's going to hear that. Yeah. There's no not sure. hearing it. And it's got that ring in it. So like, if you sit here and you like, I heard it at the, my fest thing, a yoga retreat yeah. we went to vlad and i went to back in uh may mm-hmm. uh that was the five minute warning that the next things were going to happen and they had a big gong like a 36 inch big gong and wow. a big mallet and it was up in a big nice uh stand mm-hmm. that might be something i need to make for mine as a stand sure and uh and they would ring it but they would hit, they would you know just like hit it and keep on hitting it and it goes wow it wasn't just a bang yeah but you could hear it all over the property, so you knew that five minutes, the next round of yoga practice, meditation, right. whatever was going on, the next round of things was getting ready to start. Mm-hmm. You hit on something that sort of jumped off for me. So <clears throat> today at the meeting that I went to, the lunch bunch, I uh, I went there really with the intention to share on my fifth step. And Brandon and I had talked about that. You know, share on your experience with the fifth step. We both said, well, we're, we're going to share on it uh, Tuesday night, but I wasn't thinking I'm going to be out of town. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. I'm going to be out of town the rest of the week. So um, I went there with the intention to do that, and I was real nervous. Big meeting, you know, not unlike ours. Mm-hmm. It can it get pretty really full in there. And, and not only that, some people with real long-term uh, sobriety yeah. that have been through the steps completely numerous times. Yeah, there's some so old I, I wanted there. to get some insight from you guys that have been through the step work about sharing in a meeting because I, I find myself often conflicted as to whether I should share. You know, you hear some of these things going around the rooms about take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth and this stuff and, and like I don't I understand the concept of, hey, man, you haven't been through the step work. That's really what we're talking about here. Uh, You have experienced strength and hope to share if you've worked the steps because that's where it comes from, right? But 
I, I really want to hear from you guys that have been sober and have actually completed the 12 steps, which I never have, okay? Sort of what your thoughts are, because I find myself often conflicted. I feel like I want to participate in my recovery, okay? Mm-hmm. And I want to, sometimes I just want to hear myself talk, you know, that's true too. But I find myself conflicted about even sharing in meetings because I haven't completed the 12 steps, you know? I I don't think that I believe that everybody has something valuable to share, even if it's their first meeting, if if they want to. I mean, that's just my feeling. Um, Certainly, there's value to having people express things that have been through the steps, perhaps even been sober many years. Uh, But there's definitely room for, and I've done it in the past, is that's part of why we have the burning desires, is share. If there's something that's got your butt on fire, something really tearing you up it may not first it may not even be that you're thinking about drinking it may be something that if you don't deal with though it could lead to drinking or drugging Uh, that that's fair territory and and everybody should be open and welcoming that kind of participation Uh, and uh, and talking about what you're learning walking through the steps is valuable because you're going to have people in those rooms that are newer than you are and it helps us who've been sober a little while to, to be reminded of things. So uh, I could say more, but I think it's, for me, it's pretty simple. Everybody should share. And it's it's always been a tendency of mine, too, to sit back and think, oh, well, I, don't, I haven't done this or I haven't done that, so I'm not worthy to share. But you are worthy That's to share. That's sort of it, but... It's also part of it is I'm sitting around here, particularly at the lunch bunch, where there are people that have real long-term sobriety, and I'm thinking, what's better for the people here that they hear my dumbass rambling on, right? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do these people you speak of have stuff you want? Some of them. Yeah, I mean some. You know, there are people that have long-term sobriety that... That's all they have that I want, you know, is the fact that they've yeah. been able to stay sober. So that's one of the things that would be asked to me, you know, do I look at these people that are that I'm hearing this advice from and do they have what I want? Most of the time for Dan, the answer is no. Now, yeah. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm not discounting these people wholly and entirely. Sure. sure. I'm not saying that they are no good, that their sobriety is no good. I'm not saying any of that. No, but, but that is not what I want. It's mm-hmm. not what I want either, and it's why I'm in this yeah. group. Well, so that's one of the people, things that I look at. And then there's another thing, you know— um, um, I encourage and was encouraged to share meetings. Now we take like our three minute bell kind of thing and to affect. Okay. Yeah. I don't believe you take a meeting hostage, you know, and I've learned that from us in, in, in our home group too. And I know that I beat that drum a lot about that, but there is something to be said for me getting in and getting out in my talks, you know, cause you don't like what I have to say. I mean, in three minutes, you're going to either like what I have to say or you're not. And, well, and it's going to be pretty solid. And I haven't taken over the meeting and been hostage, you know, because you see some people come in there. And that's one of the bad things about a newcomer sometimes coming in. And it's one of the good things about our group is that we do that and we limit you. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't get to come in and just do a complete drain and, and take the meeting over hostage, yeah. you know. And sometimes that's what they need in a sense. But we'll talk to you after the meeting or we'll get with you, get to you, that kind of thing. Um, and... Um, There is no requirement for having work to steps. There is no requirement for sharing. Uh, the only requirement that we do have listed is the desire to stop drinking, right? Mm-hmm. 
So there's no That's requirement true. anywhere that says thou shalt have this before thou shalt share longer than. Uh, but you get <laughs> you know? what I'm saying. So, but I know my disease and my brain is going to make me self doubt on everything, right? And yes. even at yeah. this, and you know, and to be frank, you know, I know I can share shit that counts. I can share with power and effectiveness. I can do that. I have that yeah. ability. I will still sit in a meeting and question whether if I should share or not. Uh, yeah. I'll sit in the meeting that puts and start it, sharing. Actually, that puts it in great. That's actually all I needed to hear. If if you doubt yourself, because I've heard you share in meetings, and I know what kind of a, yeah, solution. That and some you, of it is like bring, in that right? meeting. I've worried about some flashback because actually one of the last times I did share in that meeting, I had a guy come back and you know and and like we were talking earlier a little bit. You were talking about a guy that you knew. You know, I also have this. Uh, but we all have this ability to think that if somebody, if I make a point, somebody makes a counterpoint, I think they're poking it at me mm-hmm. and they're entitled to have their other opinion and mm-hmm. not be taking yeah. offense. It ain't yeah. all about me. My ego yeah. says, yes. how uh, dare you? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah now in this particular thing, I'm almost sure this guy was cause he was staring at me the whole time while he was sharing. <laughs> yeah. And I, and, and I stared right back at him, uh, <laughs> while he, while he, uh, kind of read me the right act about, uh, but, well, I won't get into it. Uh, but anyway, you know, we all have a right to share. And everybody, well, I will say, you know, we all have a right to share a limited amount, not take the meeting well, over sure. hostage. And everybody has something. And to- another thing I meant to say is, and you you kind of touched on it, Dan, was uh, try, to, try to be in the solution. Sometimes you can't. You just need to get something out. That's what a burning desire is for. Yeah. But... You know, there. In my view, this may sound a little harsh, but there's nothing worse than being at a meeting, especially when they somebody takes it hostage and rant, rants on for 15 minutes uh, about what's not working. About what's not yeah. working, uh, and and really no no observation about what's working and what is not working, and what can I do about it? It's just all about this doesn't work, and the world's falling apart, and yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, I can't think of a specific example, but I, I heard this early on is always try to be in the solution. Yeah. Think about, talk about, share about something that's positive that's going to move you forward to the best of your ability. And then rely upon like what just Dan said, Dan just said to you and uh, about us sharing and questioning our own sharing. Well, and the meetings, you know, uh, the meetings that go to. <clears throat> They're of the nature that I'm going to question because I go to the meetings where I feel like people are on fire and really doing this thing. You know, I go to the meetings that that I think are juicy, right? And I roll around and, and hit this meeting. Oh, you know, maybe that's not for me, but... Anyway, I, I just wanted to ask about that because I found myself conflicted earlier today. Yeah, and it. you'll get uh, that's another thing about this uh, 12-step miracle stuff is you'll start getting your feet under you. Like uh, one of the things my sponsor said, you earn your bones. Yeah. You know, you begin yeah. to be like, hey, I'm not worried about whatever people think about my share. Here it is. Uh, well, another thing is, is that I sometimes don't feel compelled to share and I listen to that. I don't have to share at every meeting I'm in. Right. You know, if I'm not compelled to really share, I don't. Um, so you'll get, you know, I mean, it's, it's just more things that just comes with uh, with hanging around. But I, you know, I hear people say stay, you know, always stay in a solution when you're sharing. You know, some days I don't have that ability. 
We're right. Some days I need to say this fucking thing that's happened to me in my life today. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily in the solution today. I do understand that the point of that. Uh, one good thing about our lives is that I tend to find that I get to dump that negative energy in, on us in a yeah. private setting mm-hmm. yes. rather than bringing it to the meetings. And that's yes. a real cool thing. You know, at some level, I, I weigh that in my heart and head to some level about like, well, maybe I'm taking away from the meeting by not coming in and telling my stuff, you know. Uh, because of certain people that, you know, and I mean, this feels real arrogant, but I'm just going to speak it. Certain people that are looked up to, you know, if they've never got anything bad happening, mm-hmm. then you start going, what's up with that dude? Yeah, right. Never, you know, right. Yeah. Uh, I think I've actually have a fair balance in over the time of sharing the things that are also not mm-hmm. good with me. So I don't think I'm hedging over to the other end of not yeah. sharing my stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, but we invite you to do that burn desire, but not every meeting has a burn desire. Right. You know, so if that person needs to get rid of something in that meeting, uh, you know, who be it am I to to stand up and say, uh, don't share your, don't, don't dump your shit in the middle of my meeting. I see that on a, I'm on another Facebook page that talks, that has like 15,000 people in the program. And I see that banter all the time about don't dump your, you know, people are, the AA police are everywhere in there telling us what we can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, had that been the case, we'd have never survived. I remember hearing stories about uh, people, especially many years ago, people come, <clears throat> men coming into the program, getting in a group of men, and uh, the old timers sitting around say, sit down and shut up. Yeah. Um, so he said earlier, take a cotton out of your yeah, ears and yeah. put it in your mouth. Yeah, because yeah, you hear these things. I don't subscribe to that. My sponsor encouraged yeah. me to share from the get-go, yeah. and I do that with my people, too. Matter of fact, I almost require it. Yes. Because well, how I'm... do you get to be part of, man? Instead of, if you don't put your – it's like that ante up. at You know, right. I want you to ante up. Ante up. Put your chips in the middle of the mm-hmm. table, man. Come on. Let's let's all be together here. That's and what you I'm can telling sit in the back I'll... room and don't say nothing and get no recovery if that's what you want to do. Well, I'm learning, I've learned it from you. I've learned it from others in the program to to do that share while you're working through, continue to share. So that's I'm transmitting the same thing to my sponsee early on. We've only been working together a week and a half, and so you would do life up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And he'll he'll share certain things with me. I said, well, that's fair, fair ground. You should share something about that in the next meeting you go yeah. to or on Tuesday night or whatever. And he has been. It's not necessarily that I revolutionized his thought. He was already starting to do that, and I just encouraged, encouraged, encouraged it along. Yeah. I mean, heck, that's what I want to be a dude's cheerleader, man. I want yes. to be standing over here going, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. You, know? I, you know? Go, Mike, go. I'm going to be your cheerleader. Yeah. Uh, you know, same breath is, you know, we're not going to let somebody walk into something stupid, but I think that sure. goes without saying. So life on life's terms kind of thing. You know, while we're sitting here, I get a text and I probably shouldn't even necessarily because I do not disturb my phone, but God had me look at it or the higher power had me look at it for whatever reason. And uh, my kid's grandma uh, is sick in a hospital tonight. And uh, he does not have a ride home from work tonight because those who are on that side of the war end of the side of things are dealing with a hospital emergency. So I still have 20 minutes before I have to leave here. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I probably should go at, it takes me less than 10 minutes to go get him. Yeah. So we have 20 minutes and I think that's probably fair because we're at hour 20 right now. So yeah, approximately. And, uh, and I don't think that's any, at first I wanted to say, no, I can't do it. Right. Yeah. No, no, and I, yeah, all, like, yeah, yeah, that's not hey, true. I've got plenty uh, of, of work stuff to do at home. And, uh, you know, I, I just am so grateful because this podcast 
has been such a big help to me. And it's and we not don't even have me. to wrap it up fast, you know? man. Twenty minutes yeah. is a while. It's not just me because I hear uh, you know people, other people that have been on the podcast, or I just love it when I'll be sitting talking to Big G outside of a meeting or something, and say, "Oh, on the podcast," and somebody will stick their head over there and say, "What's that?" I'll say, oh, yeah, one of the dudes in the home group has a podcast where, you know, he just sits and talks to people about recovery. And uh, it's just cool, man. It's the whole reason that, that I was so grateful, first of all, Dan, that you you invited me along, you know, to come meet all of these fellas. Because uh, that's that's what I want, man. I, I I know what you were referencing earlier. There are, there are plenty of people that have been sober a long time and don't don't have a whole lot of what I want other than they've been sober a long time, you know. And that's not the. I don't want to be sober to take and anything away from you know? those guys if they right. have what they exactly. want. But personally, <clears throat> yeah. I smell more. I've been me taught too. that from the beginning. I look around the room and I, I can tell you. I smell you know, more for me. Of the people I know <laughs> for the, in the group or know of, I can look around our home group and say. Oh, he's got this characteristic that I want. I want to be more like that. And he does this, and I think that's really cool. You know, I really admire that. And one day I'm going to be like that. And that's that's the hope, man. And, and you know, gosh, to the new man, uh, listen to this. I resisted in every way possible doing this. And I'm, I'm looking at the book right now. I resisted in every way, consciously and subconsciously, working this program. And I was resisting having a toolkit handed over to me piece by piece that would help me deal with my own life, you know, that I never could manage, that I've been struggling with since adolescence, you know, since uh, becoming a teenager, you know. Feeling like everybody says, you know, oh, I felt like everybody else had the rule book and, and I didn't get the copy. Yeah. That's what I felt like, you know. And it's just, it's ironic and it's sort of funny, but not funny that the whole time, man, that solution's been there and people have been trying to hand it to me. And I was just closed off to it and, and pushing it away, pushing away the, the you know, the best thing uh, for an alcoholic like me. And I've only done a few, you know, look, these guys have, have done all, all the steps and, and continue to work the steps, you know, go through them again and again. And I've only done a few of them. And I know what it feels like today versus what it felt like a few months ago, you know. So uh, I'm really glad you're not moving away yet. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, you said something about moving away, and I thought, man, that is not going to be good necessarily. Now, I shouldn't say that, but that's what's my initial gut feeling. I was at my birthday meeting there, and and, and you were sitting right back over my left shoulder. And uh, it's funny because I can remember things like that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and after the meeting, I talked to you for a few minutes. I hadn't seen you there before, and you gave me the same old thing about most people, you know, because nobody wants to admit they're real new, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah, around for yeah. a long time, right? So as you said to me, yeah. something of that nature at first, you know. Yeah, I, well, I've been, and you have been right. You've I've been, been around. I've been around doing anything. Yeah, right. yeah, but, yeah. but that's what we say when we first come in, you know. And yeah. you kind of look in somebody's eyes today, and you go, "Yeah, I hear you," you know. And you're like, "Yeah, I don't think you know." I get it, and that's when you feel drawn to, you know. Sometimes you just feel led, right? And mm -hmm. not everybody do I invite to my home group. I don't do that today. Mm -hmm. There's some people that invite everybody they run into to come to see us. Yeah. I'm particular about who I invite. I will admit that. Oh, if I don't okay, feel yeah. it, I don't feel it, you know, and if you don't seem like you want this thing or you don't feel, you know, that you're not putting off the energy that I think you would fit in, 
like as in by fit in, I mean want to do the stuff we do. Yeah. Uh, then I'm not going to really invite you. I'll mm-hmm. talk to you some more. Maybe you'll change, but I don't. And then, uh, so I was doing that, you know, and I, and I always too, it's another thing people give you these, you know, first names only in these damn meetings, you know, and I always ask, cause I have this story once where I had eight Noah's in my phone <laughs> and no last Just initials or nothing, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I'm looking to call one of them, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I always, I don't let you get away now to, without getting the last name. I almost, I ain't gonna put you in my phone if I can't mm-hmm. have but your first and last name. And I did, and that's I said, but so I was it. already inviting you. Yeah. You know, I was already in because I said I will text you the address and that kind of stuff. And then when he told me his last name, I was like, we already got one of you. Yeah. Uh, we don't need another. That's for sure. <laughs> but I, and I no, said yeah, to him, you... I go, really? You, you're kidding, you know? Yeah. And there are no, sure, man. There's sure a lot of mics in the uh, the rooms. Yeah, yeah but I this is first of... name and last name. Yeah. That oh, is yeah. the same. I mean, yeah, you're going to run into the, well, even, one or the other. You know. but, but, yeah, there's actually some others, your first name. There's at least one other, your first name and last name over Louisville. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, but that's a kind of a vanilla know, name, it's too. It's kind of like when you and you're Brandon. You're the real one, though. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even, yeah. <laughs> we, went, we used to go to that meeting. We want to be a little bit careful about the last name, so yeah. just stay yeah. on the right side I of the anonymity here. But uh, when you and it's funny in our group when you have, we have like three Brian's. And we have two Brandon, and and, I, and interestingly, your last names are the same. Yeah. Yep. So, I'm the Brian. I'm the other Brian, and yeah. I'm Brandon Morris, and I'm yeah. Brandon Morris. Oops, yeah. sorry about that. I slipped yeah. out right there. after I said it. After that, boy, I just broke in on it. Well, um, we don't have phone books anymore, so you can't. <laughs> of course, you could always come up with uh, nicknames like we have in the chat room. You already yep. mentioned Brandon's, and yeah. so if you ever hear Bemo, you know who that is, and. Yeah. Lieutenant Dan. I had a, uh, well, you tend to, well, uh, means I've gone to over the years, sometimes you have a whole lot of one name. Like the, the other means there are a lot of marks in one meeting I go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I joke around, I'm like, you know, if you just say, if you walk in here and you don't know anybody and you say, hi, Mark, you got like an 85% chance of saying, mm-hmm. if you're talking to a male, that you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny that way, but you know, there's only so many names to go around. You have some, you know, only one Vlad. Yeah. Know, we don't say his last name because I can't pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> no kidding. But, but everybody yeah, knows either. who he is when you say like it's you, know, you just say, oh, Mike, and they say Mike who. You know, but nobody says Vlad who. <laughs> no, that's it. The one. I'll tell you what. I want to share this because if there are people out there that maybe have been in the rooms or are new to the rooms and you're searching around and you find meetings, you know, Here's what I came across. I came across meetings where I walked in and maybe there was one person that would really reach out and make me feel welcomed. And I thought, you know, uh, for a long time, my, my perception was skewed. I thought, oh, that's that's a good thing. You know, that I'm glad he did that. And I am. Don't get me wrong. I walked into the, to, to our meeting and, and people really pulled me in, you know, I. I saw how tight and close everybody was, but it wasn't intimidating because if I looked at someone, they would come up to me and want to talk to me, you know, and it made me feel welcome. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, hopefully in the communities you live in, there are some options for your meetings. In the in the greater Louisville metro area, we've got, you know, 400 plus meetings a week. We're in a pretty good place for it, right? So your meeting is out there for a long time i went uh to this to the easiest meetings to get to you know just doing the path of least resistance when the ones that's close to me yeah 
Yeah. And I wondered why I wasn't getting what I needed out of it. But I, you know, I was willing to go anywhere and do anything to get the next one. But I wasn't willing to do half of that to find what I needed for the solution. So, uh, you know, you'll find your people, man. I, I just never, I never realized how important that was until it happened. Well, do that talk i always say i got the best sponsor in the world and if you don't think yours is keep looking because he's out there someplace and i have the best home group in the world too Mm -hmm. and if you don't think yours is keep looking yeah i do really believe you know i I do believe we got something special going on but i'm not going to be so arrogant to believe that we're the only ones that have this going on we're not because it's happening in other places too that's right well just to touch again on what you're talking about people bringing you in and getting you in um one of our fellows in the group told me back before his recent birthday, he just passed two years of sobriety, he said I was the first person that greeted him when he came in the room, and that made a big impact on him. I was oblivious to it until he told me. I didn't even really remember him. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I usually tried to reach out to guys, but I just don't think anything about it. I just want to make people feel welcome. But I didn't feel like I did anything special, but for some reason – that really touched him. Yep. So you may, whoever's listening out here, you may be a, a real uh, attraction. A, attraction, yeah, good good word. Attraction for your sobriety and your recovery uh, by something as simple as saying hello, shake their hand, and maybe give them a hug. Uh, yep, because uh, yeah, we have a Bob Earl jokes around a little bit in the family, but. Fact matters. We care. We actually do. Yes. People in there that care about each other and getting better and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's and uh, to look around and be careful that your perceptions are not distorted like mine were, thinking that people really don't care, they don't give a shit when they really do. Yeah, that's another but thing you, about our group. We cut a pretty wide swath. You know, if you walk in there and you're, there's just though some physical because we judge each other on our physical attributes pretty quickly right you know so you see a guy who comes in there you know he's got a lot of tattoos mm-hmm. well you look around there's a lot of guys in here with tattoos mm-hmm. you know you look around and see i'm kind of nice dressed you look around well there's a fair contingency in here that are nice dressed you got well I'm, i keep my head shaved bald you look around there's, there's a fair guys. little contingency of dudes that keeps their <laughs> you know? yeah so you come in there you look around you know you're mm-hmm. gonna have to be kind of wild I'll come in and I'm carrying more poundage than maybe I should be. Look around, you see some fellers that are carrying some more pounds than maybe they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you, you ought to be. Able, you shouldn't walk in there going, "This group isn't for me." And I know there's been some meetings I've walked into where I'm either I've, I've actually fell on both sides of that, where I didn't look like I was enough to be in that group, or I, my ego would look at it the other way and go, "I'm way too good to be in this group." Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember one of the first meetings I went to. Um, there was this young lady that was in her early 20s that had tattoos all over her. Yeah. I mean, just all over. And I, for whatever reason, used to, I would have judged somebody on that. Of course, I went out and got tattoos myself. Uh, so I don't judge anybody. <laughs> but I didn't judge her. I felt like, hey, I, it hit me really hard. And I saw it happening in the groups that people accept and love one another. You know, we talk about love and tolerance as our code. Uh, it, ha- it really happens in the group. It does. And, uh, you know, some people don't do that, but most people do. They do. And that's a, a strong attraction for this program because you can go in and feel like, and and not just feel like you can know that you're accepted and people care about you. They may not always have the a- answer or the solution right on off the bat. You may be facing something really difficult that 
that you have no answers for, but that's okay because the group will carry along. Your higher power will help carry you along. You'll help, help carry yourself along by working the steps and being totally engaged with the program. Amen. Well, thank you all for coming in here and talking to me for a little while tonight. Sure. Uh, I'm able to do, I think three is where it sits, really. Because I, I think the people listening, one of the feedback I got from bigger groups of roundtables is that once we started sharing, people couldn't really tell who was who. Yep. Like yes. to change the channel because it's too many different voices and too yes. many different things, you know. And I think probably with us, we probably can actually, the people can probably distinguish who the three characters are. It's in here and kind of, mm-hmm. I think our mind needs that when we're listening. Uh, that we need yes. to be able to like compartmentalize these characters and not get them. Yeah. Who's that again? Yeah, it helps uh, you stay engaged. It's yeah. kind of like reading a novel and you get too many. Like I used to read Tom Clancy novels and I would have all these yeah. characters and then these long Russian names and it would just, you, so, you'd lose track. So I think that, and then also I keep on breaking one microphone cable. So I don't have but three working microphones at any one time, it seems like, either. Yeah. So uh, there might be a reason that's happening. Uh, I plugged these in today, and I broke another one. And and uh, these, little, these little, I think that's a USB-C, yeah. I think is what yeah. they call that, is folded over. You know, got in, I put it away, it bent and broke over, and I'm sitting oh, yeah. there desk driving my equipment, and that mic wasn't working, and I'm like, dang on it. But, um, so... We'll close this thing up because two reasons. Uh, main main one is is I got to go. I get to go pick up a kid. I get to, uh, and um, and I think we got iron thirty five. That's a that's a good number. We talked about a lot of good stuff. I think we shared. I think it's kind of funny how we get rolling and then you know and a lot of good content bubbles out as we do this mm-hmm. thing. Just talking. I like doing it. Uh, may. You know, I keep on thinking about putting out two episodes a week. Every time I think about doing that, mm-hmm. I think about what, because two episodes is twice as much work as I'm doing now in it. Not that it's a lot of work and I yeah. like doing it and everything, but it's, uh, there's some work involved in doing this gig here. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not just record this stuff and walk off, man. Out there. Uh, yeah. Well, there's nobody release. Yeah. yeah. Y'all get to go home. I'm a couple, I'm a yeah, few hours of work before I'm going to be ready to actually, uh, uh, put it out to the world. And, uh, and I need one for the can too. So, uh, and I don't like to get too backed up into like having a backlog because I think it kind of gets stale in a way. And if you're telling your story, I don't want to tell you that your story is going to be out in four weeks. Right. You know, you right. want it to be a little sooner than that, you know, so I'm trying to kind of deliver these things in somewhat of a just in time thing. So everything seems relevant and, and everything is timely, you know, it's, yeah. it's on top of what we're doing, not stale data, so to speak. Not yeah. that this if stuff there's is, a, you know, to me, the podcast was was instrumental early on even when i wasn't really doing this thing right yeah it was still helpful to me then didn't matter yeah. uh so cool cool if, if there's anything i can do to help let me know man yeah remotely i have uh, about three minutes and i need to go do you have anything you want to say to close it up michael no just keep keep coming back yeah that is a key to this thing That's no right. doubt about it man so Thank you all for listening. Uh, DTMWW.net. It's got my woodwork and uh, my contact information. If you're local here for needing handyman services, uh, I'll do that. Contact me. I'm, I'm really, really digging that. Staying pretty busy doing it. Uh, 12 Step Spiritual Recovery is a book by James Christopher Cohn. You can get volume one, volume two. That's actually picking up steam. I have a couple uh, TSSR sponsees under my belt now, which is kind of a cool thing of delivering this stuff yeah. to people who are not necessarily traditional candidates for 12 step, uh, for the 12 step solution are, are, are being offered a solution today. 
Um, and Darren Frank's music is wrapped around this podcast, so you'll hear that. I'm kind of kind of dedicated myself to doing that. Um, he's uh, he's in still in a uh, rehab facility after a recent hospital bout, so keep him in your prayers. Then uh, get him out here and, and producing some more music for the podcast too. On the selfish side of things, yeah. thank y'all for allowing me to participate in my recovery today. If you're not having a blast in recovery, it's your own damn fault. <laughs> Peace out. Greetings, folks. This is the Colonel. You may remember me from episode 126 about nicotine recovery. Well, I'm here with this week's public quit announcement for those of you wishing to add nicotine to your recovery roster. This PQA is brought to you by DTM Woodworking and dedicated to my quit friend Sammers, the Joke Master. Many of you might be asking yourselves, why does the Colonel keep mentioning this daily promising? What does it really mean? Well, my friends, let me explain that concept since it is the foundation of any quit plan or recovery program. Each morning, we folks in recovery go through a routine that is essential to our success, regardless of what substance we are trying to rid ourselves of. Once we open our eyes in the morning, the very first thing we all do is pledge to remain quit or pray to our higher power for the strength to remain so, or both. There really is nothing more important than beginning your day with the sincere promise to make the Herculean efforts required to remain quit, clean, and or sober for the remainder of the day. Just for that day and that day alone. Why? Because we can only affect the events of today. Tomorrow is promised to no one or nothing. As such, one day at a time is a credo for all recovery, and a fitting one too. So, as Sammers recently shared, make that promise every day, one way or another. That's the essence of it all. Well, amen to that, brother. Okay, my friends, this has been your PQA for the week. Take it from Dan and I. It all gets better, and you only need to worry about staying quit today, one day at a time. Quit on and carry on, my friends. Colonel No Copal. I'm
They never failed upon our new bed. Stuck to the program like a robot. Became a trophy for mom and dad. But inside you want It's time.